The New Grad Physio podcast is hosted by Andy Barker, consultant MSK and sports physiotherapist, private practice owner and the founder of The New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked in his dream role at the Leeds Rhinos as the head of physio and rehab, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes and within professional rugby, football and dance whilst running his own group of private practice clinics. He started the new grad physio to help student and new grad therapists just like you overcome the specific challenges you face at the start of your therapy career, helping you to dodge the common pitfalls that can cause confusion and overwhelm with your clinical practice and stop you getting the patient results and the jobs or promotions you deserve. This podcast will deliver you actionable advice, will help you make sense of your patient assessments, reason your treatments, and patient rehab to get results well beyond your level of experience. You will also discover what you need to do to open doors, to create opportunities for yourself, so you can enjoy the best possible start to life as a new grad physio. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the New Grad Physio podcast. I am your host, Andy Barker, and this week, in the episode, we're going to talk all about neck pain. And I guess neck pain is like one of those spinal injuries. So I, I would include sort of neck pain and thoracic pain and, and particularly low back pain as particular injuries that so many students and new grads are, are worried about. And I want to get into the detail of, of why I think this is and, and a lot of it's to do with our education and, and, and what we're taught and how we're taught to deal with these types of injuries uh, at university but the common theme is that you know you and you'll know probably exactly what I'm talking about sometimes you worry about what to do with a patient that is complaining of neck pain you worry that you might miss something serious or you worry that getting your hands on doing some of your treatments prescribing some rehab might actually make your symptoms you know of of your patient worse it might actually cause more more harm than good and certainly that's not something that that you you want to do and I think that the again one of the things around spinal injuries particular and the the lower back's very similar is around the red flag questioning because we're told to do these special questions there's some special questions for the neck which i'm not going to go into in this particular podcast but around maybe five d's three n's and some of the questions that you might you might ask and the problem here is i guess we ask these questions and sometimes we get responses that maybe we're not ready for because when i say not ready i mean when a patient gives a response we don't really know what sometimes to do next or or certainly if if you're just starting out you, you might not be be fully clear about what your neck step should be but whatever it is and however these you know patients present it's having a great effect on your ability to actually help them out because again if you're not confident with what you're doing if you're you know you take this sort of hands-off approach which I'm going to talk about it's a big problem because this is why patients often with neck problems do not get better and I think this big problem stems largely from university and and some of the probably not directly and this is clearly not the aim of 
of the teaching and lecturers and etc at university but there's a lot of scaremongery around spinal conditions and neck pain and all the things that can go wrong and all these sinister symptoms and 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 rightly so you know it was drilled into to me into you at university that you need to screen for serious injuries during a neck pain assessment indeed any assessment we need to rule out serious pathology because if our patient has serious pathology they're not in the right place in the physio room they need to go and see somebody else and that's that's clear it's clear as day we you know we we all know that that's why we do our red flag questions etc that's why we ask these specific questions for the neck for example but it's not quite as simple as that so you know you clearly you need to make sure that your patient's safe and before you get your hands on giving you rehab and i'm sure you're already doing that in your assessments but the problem here is many of you are already doing that you're going through your, your assessment you're asking all those relevant questions and you're happy that they're actually you're, they're actually safe and you know they don't need a an urgent onward referral that they're safe in your clinic so you want to then try and help them out but again still you feel this almost fear that you're going to do more harm than good and you have that lingering doubt still even though you've done a thorough assessment and you've asked all those questions that you still might be missing something with the neck and the most common result of this so what happens next is is that you do very little your interventions your treatment and rehab is is very much hands off you know you you don't want to give them too much uh, or sometimes even worse you know I, i've se- i've spoken to so many therapists that just get so worked up by you know treating patients with neck pain that they end up just telling them to rest and doing absolutely very little other than general exercise walking and actually no specific neck treatments or rehab for fear of doing more harm with their interventions and that might sound like you and i don't know you know i'm sure you've had some experiences with with neck pain that have left you with questions and, and not really sure i think the the one thing that you, you need to understand and it's really important to understand is that the majority of patients if you've deemed them to be safe and you've cleared all the sinister stuff which again you will do in 99 percent of patients that you see with neck pain is that they need hands-on work they need rehab usually they they'll benefit from a combination of both and this hands-off approach then of you not doing anything telling patients to rest or doing very little can actually be very detrimental to your patients because it might actually lead to an increase in their their symptoms their pain and and a decrease in their their actual function so again this probably relates to one of the biggest misconceptions that we see is that a patient presents with neck pain they have a red flag we can't do anything at all you know we write a referral back to their gp etc 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 but the presence of a red flag with your patient does not mean you cannot treat them and you cannot give them rehab and i'm sure you've seen patients like this who have technical you know red flag symptoms they, they come into clinic they've got neck pain or they've had neck pain but then they've developed symptoms like pins and needles in their arm alter sensation maybe they've got some motor changes and again these are not necessarily patients that you are going to be ringing you know a and e um, you know, sending, you know, ringing 999, calling ambulance, sending them straight to hospital because they don't need that intervention there and then. You know, I hope you're not sending these types of patients to, to, to you know, to A&E. Clearly, with, with severe symptoms, then that might be something you do. But in the most cases, you know, having some neural sensation, altered sensations, pins and needles is quite common with patients with, with neck pain. 
But the most important thing here is that the majority of these patients are going to respond sometimes quite quickly to your hands-on work and to, to your rehab, providing you do the right techniques and give them the right exercise. And if we think about a nerve, so what a nerve actually likes, so nerves like movement, nerves like space, nerves like a rich blood supply. They're exactly the same as a muscle. Muscles like exactly the same things. They like to be moved. They like to be able to the space to move and, and they, they need and like a, a rich blood supply. So we know, and it's, I guess, almost common knowledge that rest is not best for injuries generally, whether that's a muscle injury, a joint injury, whatever that may be. So why do we often prescribe this approach to a nerve injury? It makes completely no sense whatsoever. Nerves like movement, they like space, and they, they need a rich blood supply. And we're going to get that by getting them sort of moving. So as long as you're happy that your patient does not have any you know, significant sinister symptoms or, or an injury, they are safe in your care. So I uh, actually, actually posted a... A neck case study um, last week in the members group of my new physio membership so this was a female patient that had initially started out with neck pain and then the neck pain had, had largely settled her neck was still a little bit stiff with certain movements and then she started with some radiating symptoms into the back of her uh, back of her arm and the hand and the reason I put these types of case studies, so these are real case studies that I've seen in the clinic or maybe some of the athletes that I work with. And, and the reason I put a, a case study in the group every week, so every Monday I'll post a, a case study in the group, is to give the therapist that I work with the opportunity to to clinically reason in a safe way how they would manage this type of problem. And I'll post it in the group on the Monday. I'll give the, the therapist a chance to look at it, to, to reason, to to, to say, you know, and put their points across about how they would manage a similar case if it walked into their clinic that very same day. And then on the Friday, so five days later, I will do a live video in the group where I'll actually go through the case study in detail. I'll give my reasons for the you know diagnosis, the prognosis, the treatment rehab that I use for that specific patient. So I guess one of the big advantages of, of this approach is that you as a therapist get to see injuries that you might not have seen before, that might not have been covered in your university teaching which is quite common or you you've, you've not had the experience of seeing before or not seeing very many of these types of injuries so again it, it's safe because you get the opportunity to clinically reason about what you would do and you're not actually under pressure you're not actually in the clinic with this patient looking at you staring at you in the in the clinic room asking you what's going on because it's really difficult if you're doing this for the first time trying to work this out on the fly with a real patient stood right in front of you um, that presents very different to the to how the textbooks and journals um, told you they would. It can be very, very difficult. So when I say it's, it's a safe environment to do that, because you get some practice, you, you can go through the thought process in your head, think about it, and then so you feel prepared. So then you've seen these cases, you've seen how they would be managed. So if they then walk in your clinic the week after, you're in a much better position to actually treat them yourself and if you've already qualified you'll know how important this is because you will know that the real patients that you see in your clinic or maybe some of the the athletes that you work with are not like the case studies you treat at uni they're not you know they're not how the textbooks they're not how the journals tell you a patient presents you know patient x walks in with x y and z symptoms so you give them x y and z treatments and they're fine 
you know i've never seen a patient like that you know textbook case studies just don't happen so again giving you the skills the reasoning the actual knowledge and 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 being able to actually apply it to real patients is the most important thing it's great you know there's a i wrote a blog on this particular topic and there's a couple of um um, post from members in, in of my new graphism membership of the community who actually put some of their their thought processes and, and clinical reasoning and it's great to see when they're using the content using the the things they're learning from the the new graphism membership and actually putting it into practice they can actually then actually you can see them having the the confidence and the ability to you know a patient like that walks into their clinic tomorrow they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly how they're going to tackle it. They, they've got that sort of clinical reasoning process in their head absolutely nailed down. So if you're someone who struggles a little bit with neck pain, if you would like to build greater confidence with your neck pain assessments, treatments and rehab and get the support that you need to put these skills into practice with real patients in the real world then head to newgraphphysio.com forward slash membership to find out how as always i really appreciate your time your attention and listening to me and the new graph physio podcast as always any questions please reach out to me and obviously check out newgraphphysio.com forward slash membership if you want to learn more thanks for listening to the new grad physio podcast Before you head off, I just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com. You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, the five breakthrough steps to confidently treat the shoulder right every time, avoid mistakes and stop you feeling less adequate than other new grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses or find out more about his new Grad Physio membership, head to www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.